Welcome to We're Not the Same, where we're talking all about the things that have changed our lives over the past several years. And today we are talking about our home and your home too. So buckle up. We're going to talk all about your water quality, your air quality, looking at your air conditioner. You need to do that. And most importantly, we're going to have a fun little topic all about coffee. So be sure to stick around and let's dive in. So this is kind of a part two to our previous episode where we talked more about food and kind of the low tox life with all of that. So today we're talking home and your environment that you live in and the importance of that and all the pieces of the puzzle that go into that. So we started off with kind of a base knowledge, which we'll go through that. And then recently we had some home projects that had us going really in depth that Brian spent a lot of time looking into. Um, and just, you know, just like everything, you learn more as you go and more situations come up. So we'll dive into all of that. And hopefully you can implement some of these things within your own home. And just it's just another level of achieving health and wellness. And I think these fall, uh, some of these fall just right up there with the, the foods that we eat. I think we talk about prioritization of, you know, things you should look at and what should be kind of top of top of mind for you as your family and guiding them along the way. And I think a few of these topics do land in that in that realm. Um, so I think the first one we'd love to talk about is water. So water quality and tap water and the water out of your fridge. And oh boy, the water is not great. Um, yeah, this almost falls into the food category because it's you're putting it into your body. It's what's fueling your body. You need water to live. So like you have to be drinking a lot of water every day, cook with the water, everything. And I think we now know how easy it is for water to become contaminated. Like all of the the recent, um, you know, train derailments with the, the vinyl chloride and stuff. It's very easy for our waterways and our water systems to become polluted Yes, through man-made products and chemicals. Uh, and unfortunately, that gets a lot of that gets either directly into our water sources or gets seeped down into the ground, into our aquifers. Um, thankfully, you know, the ground can actually act as a pretty good filter. So mm. as you think about like the aquifers and things like that, kind of rudimentary filters uh, are dripping through like sand and dirt and gravel. Like you can imagine as water percolates through that, it kind of acts as a filter bringing out harmful chemicals. So that's why usually the aquifers and things, they do contain a lot of different chemicals and things, but generally it's a pretty good place to start because it's been somewhat filtered through just the overall thickness of the ground. Mm. But beyond that, when no matter where your water comes from throughout the country, we're here in Florida, so we do get a lot of our water through the aquifer. They basically drill a giant thing down into the ground and tap on. It's like an underground water system, essentially. They pump it up and then they start treating it before they send it out to all of our homes. Hmm. And that's interesting because we have like the sixth worst, worst water in the country. Oh, really? So, I mean, I grew up always hearing that like Florida has great water, I think because of the aquifer, but I've seen multiple things. I don't have a source to tell you where to go to see that, but they listed like the worst states for tap water in Florida was on the top 10. Interesting. I should say too, I don't know if it'll come across, but I have kind of my deeper voice with now sure. I'm the one kind of losing my voice in the last episode. It was you. So if I sound a little different, that's why. 
Yeah. We're getting better, though. I feel much better. My my voice is finally there. So patience and homeopathics and <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good fruit. So anyway, so water is, you know, so critical for us. And I think we we take it for granted. And I think there's just not a lot of knowledge out there. I think some folks have probably heard by now, maybe that like, oh, I don't know about tap water. It kind of tastes weird. Maybe I shouldn't drink it. Although a lot of the times this is what we get at restaurants is tap water. And you have to be careful because the ice you typically get at places is also tap In water. House, yeah. yeah. And I think people who are from Europe and other places have better knowledge of this because a lot of times, even when I've traveled over in Europe, like you don't drink the tap water. Like when you sit down at a table for a meal, you get to choose sparkling water or like different type, like Perrier and Evian and all those different types of water. So you have also have to be careful of bottled water because bottled waters have a lot of PFAs and other things in them. But I want to go back and talk. Well, bottled water, actually, I learned there's not really regulations in bottled water. Mm. So they can just be putting tap water into the bottled water and there's really no regulation as to what they have to use for that. So if you are going to buy bottled water, you know, there's a variety of different types of water too. Like there's spring water. What I was going to say is spring water is a good option because Fair. that's like coming from a spring versus wherever. Um, but then you have like the alka alkaline waters. Um, so there's there's different things that you might be hoping to get from your water. Yeah. And a lot of places, even some of the bottled water I've seen are based around like the location where they got it, like melting glaciers in Iceland or something like that. Like, and I, I think the idea around that is it's untreated water that, well, I don't know if it's untreated or not, but the sources of that water are more pure. So like mm -hmm. spring water, the reason spring water is so good is because it's from a flowing stream of water. And when, when water flows, it, gets naturally filtered and aerated and everything like that. So it's a better place to start. But besides bottled water and trying to navigate your way through all the different types of bottled water, uh, and alkaline is definitely one that it's basically a, an increase in your pH level um, by adding magnesium, calcium, phosphate, your different minerals increases the pH. Uh, and you're, that's supposed to help your body because when you live in, when you have an acid a high acid environment, that's where cancers like to thrive, mold thrives in, an acid, in acidic environments. Um, so the claim is that alkaline water helps to balance your pH in your body and therefore is more healthy. Um, I haven't seen a lot of studies or gone into a lot of research with that, but that is kind of the, the overarching reason why people drink alkaline water. Me personally, I've actually drank a good, I went through a kick of drinking alkaline water and I think it screwed me up a little bit because I think it threw off some of the pHs like in my stomach and gut. Yeah, everyone's, your own like body environment is different, so. Yeah, absolutely. But let's bring it back to talking more about your home water that you drink. So I think most of us, we have our sinks for tap water and or our fridges that typically have some sort of activated carbon, uh, little filter that goes into them, um, but that's not good enough. And I think it's important to first understand what's in your local water. And thankfully, there's some resources that do that. A lot of your water utility services actually do their own testing, which is kind of funny because they're the one offering the water. So I don't know how much I trust their testing. I don't trust it at all. Yeah. And it's also super limited testing, but yeah. you can't, it's a good place to start. So like, look at your latest water bill. Yeah. If that's bad, then you like really know. Exactly. <laughs> it's bad. If they're telling you something's bad, it's really bad. But look Whatever it is, like if it says it's a B, then like downgrade it to a D. If it says it's a <laughs> C, then it's an F. Like knock it down a few notches from whatever they tell you it is. Yeah. 
it's crazy. And, and they don't test for a lot of stuff. I just looked ours up and they test for like four things. And it's like, there's a lot more things. In and water they also than promote the fact that they add fluoride to it as a good thing. They do 100%. It, it is listed in there of like added fluoride as yeah, part I've of the, <laughs> they, they break it down by like the, the first things they found in your water and then the things they add to it to sanitize it and make it better. And that's one of the ingredients that they add to, to. Which if you're unfamiliar, if you are confused, <laughs> fluoride, is not what they say that it is. It's, it does strengthen teeth, but at what cost? It's a neurotoxin. It crosses the blood-brain barrier. It is linked in many, many studies to Alzheimer's and dementia. So look into that. And I mean, we work to eliminate all sources of fluoride in our lives and our teeth are still doing great. So <laughs> that was a hard step, I feel like. Like mustering up the courage to tell your dentist that no, thank you to the fluoride toothpaste. Well, we don't do that. Do you? What? You told your dentist no, thank you to the fluoride toothpaste. Oh, we do with the kids. Not to the toothpaste. They do on, on adults. They don't do a fluoride treatment oh. in the first place. On kids, they do a fluoride treatment where they're mm. just literally applying straight fluoride to their teeth. Ah. And that's what you used to go to the dentist and they would say, don't eat or drink for 30 minutes after the appointment. That was fluoride. Got it. That's what we turned down. We do just, they use the fluoride toothpaste at the dentist and, you know, they get that twice a year. We get that twice a year. At home, we use a toothpaste that's fluoride free. Yes, absolutely. But that's for a different episode. That's right. <laughs> but in your water, you can cut out fluoride from your toothpaste, but you're still getting it through your water. And so that's a problem. So you've got to, like you were saying, a lot of fridges have this activated carbon filter. That's the same thing that's in like your Brita filters that you hear about. Those typically take out like nine to 10 contaminants. And a lot of it's typically metals because the way activated carbon works is it's basically a molecule with lots of little holes and the, the metals, you know, your, your calciums, your leads, your things like that are mm -hmm. pretty bigger, like, like bigger size molecules. And basically as it flows through the activated carbon, which is a bunch of holes, it kind of like grabs, like fills the holes. That's why activated carbon filters only last for a certain amount of time. And you'll start noticing difference in your water because it, all the holes get filled up with all yeah, of the Yeah. So, and the metals is what kind of deals with taste. And so those filters, you maybe like notice an improvement in the taste of your water and things like that, because it is the metals causing that but there's a lot of other things in our water too so like you were saying with like the train derailment like that caused contaminants um but then also things like glyphosate and other pesticides are going into the water pharmaceuticals things like birth control pills and ssris which are like antidepressants those are so like used in this country that it ends up in the water system. And so that you can't taste it. You can't see it. You just, you don't know it's in there. So the filters that we use filter out tons of things like including fluoride, which I think are one of our, our water bottles we use are like over 275 contaminants that those filters, you know, filter out of 99% or more. Um, so you really have to look at the quality of your filter. It can't just be a Brita. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's so important. And I think what's also critical is understanding what's in your water now as best of you can so that you can find the right filter. I mean, a, a lot You're of these- You're not going to understand. I mean, that's better true. Maybe safe that's than just sorry. Me. Just get the best filter that you can. Yeah, that's true. And go from there. Yeah. So some of the ones that we use um, are 
the proclaimed absolute best thing that you can do is called reverse osmosis. Uh, and that takes literally everything out of the water. Like it, 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 from a molecule perspective, uh, reverse osmosis without going into too much. It's like a, it, yeah, I'm not going to go into much of the science, but it, it basically just leaves pretty much the H2O water. Um, and that is great because that is, that that's the pure water. The thing you have to be careful of is it is good for your water to have some mineral content because it's good for our bodies and we need that. So oftentimes with reverse osmosis machines, there's a additive back afterwards that adds in some calcium, some magnesium, um, phosphorus, I think some of these other, um, electrolytes is actually how, what they're what they're called. So we all hear about electrolytes with sports and everything. And that's incredible. You know, electrolytes are critical for your body from a filtration perspective. Reverse osmosis is, is one of the best. If you don't do reverse osmosis, which we have not yet. And typically with reverse osmosis, you're looking at a whole house system. So the other problem with that is that what are your pipes in your house? So we'll get into this. We just got our entire house replumbed, but prior to that, we had close to 30 year old copper pipes. And so maybe we if we would have had reverse osmosis in the garage or whatever it's still traveling through these pipes that aren't necessarily the cleanest to get to your faucet so i almost feel like you would still filter it again absolutely and to your point about pipes and water and everything some of the regulations that the to can make your water safe is they add a lot of chlorine just like a pool right when you add chlorine it kills all the germs so they add chlorine to your water to kill microorganisms and bacteria that are in the pipes. So as it travels, the chlorine that's in the water kills those bacteria. Now they have to do the math to say, wherever my water treatment plant, what is my farthest house that my water's reaching? And I have to make sure there's enough chlorine in that house mm -hmm. to kill the bacteria, which means the closer that you live to that water treatment place, the higher the content How of How close chlorine. are we? I do not know. Well. I just know, it's kind of to your point, finding a filter that filters out chlorine is is good. So as we think about wrapping up like water and what you can do and why it's important is don't drink your tap water. If you want to understand what's in your water a little bit more, there's a great site. Um, it's www.ewg.org. It's like the environmental water group or something like it's like a environmental working group, working group. Yeah. It's they're, like they're a, the same ones that do the clean 15. Okay. And they have like their own standards and you like type in your zip code and it tells you like it's found seven contaminants and above whatever. And it also shows you like the EPA guided line of like what the metric is. And it's, it's just laughable because those EPA guidelines are just ridiculous compared to the like guideline that they say. Um, and I would still like, I would still downgrade it from whatever they say. If they say it's an A, it's really a B because there is controversy with the EWG too, that they're bought out in certain yeah. ways by companies. So I'm sure the government has their hand in that too. Yep. So outside reverse osmosis, I think some things to look into is the Berkey filter. So that's one that, that we currently use and have had great success it's with. A, it's a countertop system. They have different sizes. You literally can put like lake water into it and it will filter it to pure water to drink. So it's, it's, we kind of got it when we were in our prepper phase, mm -hmm. um, but ended up we, that's just what we use daily. Yeah, it's a it's a gravity fed. So basically you fill up the top portion and it it gravity feeds through the the filters into the bottom part and it's all stainless steel, um, which is an important thing to look for in a filter. So they also have the tests that they've done and 
there will be people out there who say that Berkey isn't the best and they're, you know, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a lot better than the water that you have, especially when you're putting tap water into it, like, and not and going we'll to get like water. we'll link the site that we put, we bought our Berkey through because yes, like it's weird. There's a lot of um, dealers, <laughs> sellers of Berkey. Um, I don't know what sort of a business model they have. But I feel like some of them are kind they, of sketchy. They don't sell direct. So like the company of Berkey does not sell their fil- they're like they don't sell directly. They sell their business models through wholesale. like wholesale and through like authorized dealers. Um, but they have to have they have to be an authorized dealer. Uh, and a lot of people just get them they'll either fake Berkeys or whatever and not tell you that and label it and all that. So you have to be careful buying Berkeys. Yeah. The other filters that we use are clearly filtered. Um, so these are little attachments to like your water bottle, like your stainless steel water bottles, which we absolutely love because we take them everywhere. It's so easy to go to Disney and just fill our water bottle with a fountain Whatever. or anything. And it, it's just a great kind Gives of, you kind of a peace of mind that you're drinking. Cause if you just have a regular water bottle, like the Stanley cup that everyone has, yeah, you can fill that up at home and take it with you. But if you're gone for, you know, an eight hour Disney day or something, or you're traveling, staying at a hotel or whatever, you're going to need more than just that one thing of water. And so even we'll pour the bottled water into our clearly filtered bottles. So because we don't trust the bottled water. So we have, they have a kid size one. They have different adult size ones. Um, So we all have those. It's kind of a pain in the ass to like carry that around all the time. Not going to lie. These big clanging water bottles. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's totally worth it for the health benefits yep. and making sure we have clean water as much as we possibly can. And you can 100% taste the difference. Like if you put some water in there and then try it with or without, like it's clearly filtered. Look at that. Uh, brand new. <laughs> so that's one that we use a lot and I think is a good one. They also sell some like fridge, like inline fridge filters that yeah, they have an under sink for it or an under sink filter. They have a pitcher that you can buy that we have that too. Yeah, so a lot of great options um, for that. I will say, I mean, love the brand, no hate, but I was going to be an affiliate with them and they never approved my affiliate account. And so I wonder if it's like because of the things that I share on Instagram, like a lot of brands, you know, don't align with our beliefs. Mm. Um, And they just like emailed me one day and they're like, we can't approve your affiliate link. Mm. So they might be woke. I don't know for sure, but still going to use their products because <laughs> I don't know of any other water bottle on the market. I think Life Straw, um, we have, again, in our prepping phase, we got some Life Straws. That's the one where you can literally like put it into the lake and just suck through. They, I think, make some water bottles, but the reviews on that are that it's like really hard to suck the water through. Um, these don't have a problem with that. So other than that, I don't know of a really good fluoride filtering water bottle. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the other one I was just going to mention is called Pro One off of Amazon. So this is like a pit, the one we have is like a pitcher, but they sell a lot of different ones. And their their like core filter also does fluoride, which is great. When you do Berkey, they actually have to have a separate. They use a separate filter to filter out um, the fluoride. Their main black ones do some, um, but if you want like more of a hundred percent for uh, fluoride, they have like a separate filter. I think that's about it on water. You could spend, I could spend hours. Oh, no, hours that's pro- not it on water. Oh, what else is there for water? Your showers. Oh, yeah. So we have filters on our showers because, again, this is more for the chlorine. So when you're taking a shower, you know, if you like long showers like I do and like kids do, 20, 30 minutes, 
you're literally soaking in chlorine. And so it's important to filter that filter that we don't have filters on like our sink for washing hands or like our bathroom sinks for brushing teeth you know it it, it is what it is we're not <laughs> we're not able to be perfect at this point because those underwater systems are like 500 bucks not underwater i'm so freaking tired <laughs> under the under sink yeah. <laughs> filters are like five to seven hundred dollars so to have one of those on every sink would be a lot yes don't forget about your showers too that's true so we'll link, we'll put like a lot of links in the video description if you're watching on YouTube and the um, podcast description, I guess, if you're listening on podcast. Yeah. And if you have more questions or want, there's a ton more research to do on filters and all the different filter types and whole home and there's so much out there. But I think this is a good starting point. If you're just starting out and like haven't really heard about how bad the water is, like it's bad, start getting something filtered. It's pretty much the takeaway. And once you do, you'll never be able to drink unfiltered water again without knowing that it's unfiltered very like true. you can taste the difference yep very true and smell too you can smell the chlorine okay now we're done with water. now we're done with water <laughs> all right so next thing i wanted to talk was air quality so air quality in your home and outside um, so i think we often hear about you know air pollution and things like that thankfully we don't live like in a city or anything like Hong Kong or somewhere where you can like literally see the smog and the Burbank, California and all of the nastiness in the, in the air. Um, but believe it or not, a majority of the time, the indoor air quality is worse than the outside because God designed it. Trees in, yeah. And <laughs> plants and the breeze and all this. Cause there's so many things in nature that were designed to filter the water and, or filter the water, filter the air. Um, because God designed it that way. But inside, you trap a lot of the contaminants in your house, and it just gets refiltered through your, your HVAC or your, your AC unit. So um, we recently had some water incidents that had required us to do some mold testing. Um, and this is where you they kind of associate air quality testing with mold testing. Um, and you can go out and find folks who I, I would search for mold testers or mold inspectors, and they have the ability to test your air. There's these little filters that they test the outside and then the inside and give you uh, what's different, if it's mm. mold or other contaminants that are in the air. Um, so I think when would I do this? Uh, we had not done this prior to the event that we had, but I would highly encourage you if you, when you first wake up, if you, you know, have a really dry throat, are you sneezing or, you know, blowing your nose, you know, outside of clearly you were sick from a cold or something. Uh, or you you constantly have allergies when you're in your house, like any of these symptoms, like I would highly encourage you to get an air quality test to see what's going on because uh, there can be a lot of things from dust to mold to a lot of other things. So air quality is extremely important. Now, what I'll say here is when you're looking for inspectors like mold inspectors or air quality inspectors, be very careful because just like everything, there's a lot of scams out there and there's a lot of people doing it wrong. Uh, what I would suggest is when and you And there's look a lot of people who are like mold remediation who are telling you whether or not you have mold. So what do you think they're going to err on the side of? That's exactly what I was just about to say. So when you look for a mold inspector, look for one that's not also part of a mold remediation company because then there's not a conflict of interest. Yeah. Like, oh, you have mold. I have a company that can remove it for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but aside from air quality, they also use thermal imaging and things throughout your house to just make sure that you're that you're good to go. I will say too that you know I think mold and thing is something that you know a lot of people are afraid of, and also Me. 
Yeah. And also things that people really aren't aware what to look for, uh, if they have mold or not. So some of the big signs are if you notice a dampness in your house or you notice a smell, um, like a dirty sock smell or just yeah. a smell that seems off, you need to get it checked out. We noticed a smell and we didn't get it checked out. Well, enough. we just had no idea that it could be mold. We just thought it was laundry or yeah, <laughs> just like, you know, when a room, like the door has been shut for a long time Yep. and then you go in, you kind of notice the smell or whatever, but yeah, looking back, yep. should have, should have leaned in on that one a little more. And thankfully for us, it wasn't like, it wasn't a, a big infestation or, or anything like that. So it yeah. caused us some issues, it was but just like a localized, problem. yeah, it was a localized thing. So, um, it was all taken care of. But I, again, I would highly suggest you doing it. You know, it's a couple hundred bucks, but it gives you some peace of mind and also gives you something to to work towards and be aware of. It also can be Pandora's box. So buckle up for that. True. You have to, <laughs> you got to have a sound mind and be ready to accept the results and understand that you're not going to be perfect, but if you can help improve. Yeah. Your if health. your family has a lot of health issues going on and like you've been searching for years for answers and you just can't find them, like you got to go down the mold rabbit hole because mold toxicity is like a huge contributor so to so many problems, asthma, allergies, eczema. Um, I mean, worse things than that too, but just those kind of not like seemingly life-threatening problems that I feel like people just have them and they're common. So people think, oh, it's normal, just allergies, you know, it's not, it's not normal. And you're not crazy for wishing that you didn't have to deal with it. Like you can heal and you can go through the process to improve your life, improve your health. Like I feel like people just accept so much and you just, you don't have to live that way. You do have to do work to figure it out and to take steps towards finding a solution. But like you don't have to just live with the whatever ailments you might have. I feel you like were not designed need... to have ailments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like people just need to hear that because, you know, we see commercials on TV for whatever drugs for all these various problems. And so you just think like, oh, I guess some people just have that. It's like, no, you don't just have it. There's a reason for everything. Every single thing that goes wrong with your body there's a reason why that's happening and it's really hard. I mean, we've spent years trying to get to the bottom of certain issues and we still don't have answers, but like you just can't give up. You have to keep going. And it this is one of those things that's m one of the highest missed diagnosed things because you don't, there's no... When was the last time you went to the doctor and they're like, is there a dampness in your home? Yeah. Like, no, they're just going to say you have asthma and prescribe you an inhaler to be on for the rest of your life. And it doesn't even have to get that bad. Like your runny noses, your fatigue, your all of the like common symptoms can be caused by a lot of things. But one of those things can be mold and it doesn't have to be necessarily uh, in your air. It could be mold from food you've eaten, um, coffee you've drank. So there is a toxin that mold produces called a my mycotoxin. Um, and basically when a mold is growing, it produces this chemical and the purpose of its chemical is to prepare its ability to multiply throughout wherever it's going to multiply. So it sends out this mitotoxin, which binds to dust and other things in your home. And it allows the surface to be ready for when it then releases the mold spores, 
which I'm sure you've heard of. It's the actual mold that is flying through the air. It attaches to the mitotoxins and that allows it to start growing really strongly. Mm. Those mitotoxins are the things, it's toxic um, to our bodies. So the mold spores are one thing. The mitotoxins are another thing that are even is harder. Is it mito or myco? I think it's myco. Yeah, I think it's mycotoxins. Okay. Um, but it is in your food and it's very high quantities in your coffee. Um, so that's a kind of a different topic, kind of going back on the food. Yeah, I don't things. think we talked about coffee in the food. Episode. How did we not talk about coffee? We're super passionate about our coffee. We're super passionate about our coffee. So even in organic coffee, you can have mycotoxins. You, the coffee has to be tested for mold, which again is mycotoxins. So look for... It'll usually say tested for mold and mycotoxins. Yes, exactly. So you need to be like, oh gosh, we we drink Duncan's coffees when we're out sometimes. Starbucks, Duncan. Well, so let, let me just, let me give the background on that because right. people like aren't even drinking organic coffee. So baby steps. Starbucks, Duncan, any chain coffee shop and probably most of your local coffee shops. The coffee in America, this is this is a big shock for you guys. It's not tested. Like what's wrong with America? So coffee beans and stuff, they're all sent to Europe first. Like we know the Europeans, they know their coffee, right? So they get all the first coffee and they test their coffee for mold and mycotoxins. Mm. They have a standard that they have to meet in order to have coffee beans that are sold in Europe. Then whatever they whatever they can't sell in Europe, guess where they send it? Right over here, baby, to the US of A where y'all love your Starbucks. Posing with our Starbucks on Instagram. Like the amount of Starbucks that we drink in college, sickening. So we're drinking the moldy coffee beans that they won't accept in Europe. They're over here. That's what you're paying $8 for in your little Frappuccino. And that's why the coffee, that like really burnt flavor, that bitter, bitter taste in coffee, that is literally the mold that you're tasting. So when you take and you get so many syrups and all this garbage in your Starbucks drink that it just tastes good, right? Get a black coffee one time. Just get a black coffee at Starbucks. I guarantee you, you want to throw up after tasting it. It's so bitter. It's horrible. It goes for the espresso too. It's it Yeah, yep. all of it. Dunkin's, Starbucks, wherever, other things that are. It's so gross. Like it's so terrible. And everybody drinks it and pretends to like it. Like I literally used to just pretend I liked Starbucks. I didn't actually like it. There's no possible way that I did. It's so horrible. It is so horrible. Like there have been a there were a couple of times earlier on in our low tox journey where I like just I don't know, just the social draw of getting a Starbucks. I would get it. And like, I literally would just have a sip and like there's I've wasted so much money on coffee where I just have a sip and I'm like, this is so bad because our coffee at home is so good but there are just some times where you just want somebody else to make the coffee and hand it to you i'm sure duncan's beans are like just as bad but somehow i mean we pretty much drink almost black coffee i try drink black for sure you definitely do i get like syrup i don't get any cream or added sugars or anything like that and somehow the duncan's is not as bad as starbucks yeah and that's it's so funny because everybody black coffee like nobody can drink black coffee but like doctors and stuff will say if you're gonna have coffee like have black coffee but like no one can drink black coffee because the black coffee you've ever tried is crap at home i can drink the coffee black i don't like i still prefer to have flavors in it (laughs) but i can actually drink it black at home yeah which is crazy 
And to me, this is so funny because you you always hear the arguments of like you can look at 10 different articles and half those articles are going to say coffee is horrible for you. And the other half is going to say, well, it it actually has this benefit and it's got some antioxidants and it's got this caffeine, which like in the okay amounts is like and I which coffee are they talking about? Well, that's the thing. That's what I think is the differentiator that no one's talking about. I think if you have mold free organic coffee that's not sprayed with your pesticides, your glyphosates, like then you truly are getting and having it black, like you're getting the antioxidants, you're getting the caffeine, you're getting like, that's the clean coffee, which is probably not bad for you. I mean, yeah. I, w- I would agree that that would be- It's a whole coffee. food, right? So if you're having filtered water yes. and you're having organic, mold-free coffee beans, there, there's no you know reason to think that that would be bad because that's a, the whole food diet, essentially. That's no different than any other vegetable or nut or fruit that you're eating. I got to tell a story. We've like, we've gone a little bit off track, but like, this is hilarious. Like it never hit me, even though we've been talking about this for a long time. So here's what you do. Make coffee at home in your little drip, your typical little thing with the filter and you put the coffee beans in and it drips through into your little glass thing. So put it in there and like leave the beans in the little filter for Mm -hmm. like a day or two. Like I've done it all the time just because I've forgotten to clean it out. In a few days, you open that thing up. You're like, ah, crap, I left this in here. And what is in it? mold it's just like tons mold, of mold tons of mold and you're like I know, just like i thought my entire life like oh gosh i left it in here and it grew some mold and i throw it out in the next day once we got the mold free tested coffee i still left it in there and i forgot i have left that thing for days opened it up and it's just the black no beans. Mold. it's it not because it's old it's not because it's old yeah it's because the mold is already in the coffee and we have had organic coffee beans that were not tested for mold and there is less mold after leaving it in but there is still some so you can't just get organic like organic covers you on the pesticide front but not necessarily the mold front yeah it's just one of those like hello yeah it wasn't like wait it wasn't a just second mold. It was, the mold was there already and well it just now that we're talking grow. so much about coffee you have to talk about like our progression of coffee makers too oh my goodness well yeah ultimately you know so like you heard in the last episode on the fabrics we know plastic is bad so exactly. what, what's your coffee maker made out of it's probably plastic yeah, you're putting those... hot steamy water through your plastic thing Yeah, like your Keurigs and all that stuff. There's tons of studies and stuff that show you like the Keurigs, like there's mold and stuff in your your plastic lines and and all of that. Don't use a Keurig. Yeah, and the cups are, there's a lot of bad things with Keurigs. So where we're at, and it might not be perfect, but we have a stainless steel kettle, like an electric kettle. How is it not perfect? It's pretty perfect. And he's being humble, I guess, with his coffee. (laughs) Our coffee at home is perfect. What else could we possibly do other than grow it ourselves? That is true. So we have an all stainless steel kettle we got off of Amazon. I fill it with Berkey water, so the filtered water, warm it up. And then I have a, it's not Chemex brand, but it's one of those drip coffee, the glass containers. It's, everyone calls it a Chemex, just like you call a Kleenex tissue. Um, a tissue, a Kleenex. A tissue, a Kleenex, yeah. exactly. So, and it has a stainless steel like filter in it. And then we buy the, um, it's called clean coffee. So there, look it up, mold, mold, organic mold tested coffee online. And there's like- There's a couple brands. Yeah, five or six brands. Uh, ours is clean coffee and it's sold in like whole bean. So I have a stainless steel and glass um, grinder. grinder. So I put the fresh beans in the grinder grind it up into the glass container, 
put it in the stainless steel on top of the stainless steel filter, which is in the glass Chemex, and pour my hot filtered water that's <laughs> only been in stainless steel through the stainless steel filter into the glass container. Mm. Um, then we have our coffee. And then for me, I like pretty much only drink iced coffee. So yes. then we pour it into our glass mason jar and store it in the fridge until it cools down. And then I have some. Yes. And it tastes so good. Like, yeah, it's so good. I don't make like that process now you know i still have to just go out for coffee sometimes because i like don't do that process i i kind of enjoy it yeah it's, it's well like, it's like I the love the that pain. goes into it like the energy the vibrations and frequencies of this coffee is very high too because you're putting in all that time and effort and love like that really is and you appreciate a, a real it thing i'm not joking for those of you who don't know me don't get me don't but get just my vibes but just start with just start with like <laughs> trying a clean organic mold start with stop going to starbucks you know that's a big woke corporation they don't like you okay unless you prescribe to all of their stuff and yet you still go and give them eight dollars for your little stanky cup of coffee that's step one drink your coffee at home people or go to duncan's at least (laughs) (laughs) they're not as woke i don't know i don't know for sure what their stuff is but they don't shove it down your throat the way starbucks does that's true well that took a little left turn there but they it is uh it is mold so it's a good good thing to be aware of so what do you do about your air quality and things like that so there's a couple different things um one there are like room filters so we have a couple around our house that were actually pretty cheap on amazon and it's just a hepa filter with a carbon filter in the middle and it just spins and it sucks in air and it spits out good air Um, So HEPA filters block a lot of the particulates in the air, um, the carbon filter. So mycotoxins are actually really hard to filter out. Mm. Um, But one of the ways you can, but one of the ways you can do it, um, activated carbon is somewhat helpful with mycotoxins. The best thing with mycotoxins is to make sure you don't have mold. And the good ways to make sure you don't have mold, it's, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's like three things with mold. It's like temperature, moisture and food source so temperature they're gonna it's gonna thrive in a warmer environment humidity so moisture so obviously the the more damp an area is the higher quality the higher chance of mold so for your house you want to keep it like 60 percent humidity or less you can buy a little humidity monitor off of amazon for like 30 35 bucks and go to different rooms and see your air conditioner is one of the biggest dehumidifiers Um, So it's important that you make sure you run that to keep your humidity down. And the last one is food. So mold mold can't survive without food. And one of the things it loves is dust. So a great way to keep mold out is to dust your home, which we are horrible at, but we're going to get better. Well, we are good at vacuuming. Like we vacuum all the time. So that's something at least. But yeah, like dusting surfaces, not as much. But we also, most of our surfaces are covered with a bunch of crap. So as we move that around, I feel like the dust kind of falls to the ground. Yeah. and <laughs> Like we don't have just bare surfaces that are collecting dust. They're all covered in just yeah. stuff all the time. And mold or uh, dust kind of forms on top of all that. But but then as we're moving that, I feel like it falls to the ground and then we vacuum a lot. Fair or enough. it gets into the air and then the air filter is like... Yeah. And that's, that, that's what I'm those, justifying it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> justifying the lack of us dusting. Um, but the, 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 the little in-room filters, that's what it does. It, it gather, it's going to take away that food source, those particulates, which is the dust. Um, and so you the, will notice like when I do vacuum, there's like excessive like dust and particles right around the base of the 
thing. So like it really is doing that. And also you you notice again, it's kind of like with the water, there's a smell, like there's a difference when you run the air filter, it just has, you don't notice any smell, but when it, you have it off for a while, you kind of like notice more of this a smell. And you don't need anything fancy. There's a lot of fancy room filters, but like you can just start with a simple HEPA filter. We started with one and then we had three and now we have like five. Because they're relatively, the one we have is relatively cheap, but it's an actual like real HEPA filter with activated carbon. So that's a great place to start. I think the next thing that I want to talk about is related to your air conditioner um, and kind of controlling sources of mold and big areas of dust. So we actually just had our ducts cleaned. So your your here's a little a quick quick HVAC knowledge for you. So your air handler that you have sucks in air from your home. There's it's called a return vent. You usually have one or a couple where it's sucking the air from your home uh, into a uh, an air handler. And typically you have a filter. That's where your filter is. You either have a four or five inch filter that's at your your air handler, like right there, or you have the little one inch filters that you see everywhere at your different return ducts. And the purpose of that is the air that it's sucking into the unit, you wanna block the dust and part, you know, particles and things like that. Once it enters your HVAC system, the air goes through, well, there's different stages, but every everything has to go through um, the stage of cooling. So it goes through your evaporator coil. So this is the thing where heat is exchanged and the air becomes cooler. And then it pulls the moisture out of the air. So your evaporator coil that's in your air handler has a lot, a lot of moisture. It's collecting water. It's dripping down into a, a drain that then drains out typically outside of your house. And then from there, it's got a big blower that takes that cool air and blows it out of your, your supply vents all throughout your home. So as you think about the dust and the particles and your air quality, a lot has to do with your HVAC machine. So the first thing is making sure you have good filters to filter that air that's coming into your, your um, HVAC. But then even more importantly is that air going out. So And make sure you don't have mold in your HVAC. A lot of people exactly. have mold inside their HVAC. That evaporator coil, it's an A-frame, it's metal where the heat exchange is going on. There is a ton, a ton of moisture because it's supposed to. That's the whole point. It's pulling moisture out of the air but it gives a great environment for mold and dirt and grime to grow. So make sure you get your HVACs clean because that's like the number one spot for mold. And it's not localized mold. Like when it's in there, it's releasing its spores. It's releasing its mycotoxins into your air. So be sure to make sure your HVAC is clean. Um, Brian's an HVAC repairman in his other life. Like yeah, I've literally made... he could work for the air conditioner guy. Like, I mean, you kind of do. I'm totally buddy. I'm totally buddy buddies with my. I have like a family owned. There's like a family owned HVAC service here who is just incredible. And like I've learned so much from them. And like I've looked up stuff and like They'll help like them buy, troubleshoot. There's stuff. some things that like only a certified like licensed person can buy and they'll like buy it for him and then he can like install it and do more of the labor it's awesome you're like an underground uh hvac guy hvac guy yeah so um but just going back to hvac so if you want to take it to the next level there are these uv lights that you can buy that basically live in your air handler and go over that evaporator coil where all that moisture is happening and uv light you've probably heard of uv light that comes from the sun mold hates so, like it can't survive in UV light and like sun. So if you put a UV light in your air handler over the coil, it's constantly preventing any mold from growing. Another point for the sun. Another point for the sun. That's right. <laughs> and, and I would say if you're just going to start, make sure your air handler is clean. So get an HVAC guy out there if you don't want to do it yourself. 
and just have them clean your coil off. Make sure that's clean. The second thing is making sure you have good filters and that you're changing them constantly. Um, you'll hear, hear a lot about MERV ratings and, and things like that. Um, that's how thick the filter is and what pollutants that it can capture. Mm. This A lot of more people have known about this because COVID ca- happened. I, yeah. And it's like, what MERV rating should we have to stop the viruses because they're well, so small? Well, and that was one of those things. This is going to just be another tangent here. You and your job were working on projects that were involving that and yes. like the different filters and stuff. And I w- toured a school for Avery at the time and they were like bragging, you know, at this point about, oh, well, we have like MERV 13 or I don't know. It was lower than that because MERV 13 is the... That's the good one. Okay, uh, so it was like MERV 4 or something, you know. (laughs) And they were like, we just spent all this money. We replaced all our filters with this one that filters out COVID-19, you know, and this was back like we were wearing masks to tour the school, all this kind of stuff. And I come home and I'm like telling him about it and he's like, that one doesn't filter out COVID-19. <laughs> who's yeah. going to tell him? Yep. Who's gonna so tell it's him. just funny. Just like the masks, like just it's a lie. Just lies. Yep. Yeah. So the MERV ratings just have to do with how thick the filter is. And like literally it's like threads on top of each other. And the smaller the little holes, the smaller things that can get Makes through. Makes sense. Makes through. Now, don't go out and buy a MERV 16 filter or anything because your air handler is just like us. It has to breathe. So like if you put too thick of a filter on, it's trying to suck the air through it and it oh, can't yeah. do it. So it's going to, the life of your air filter or your your uh, air conditioner is going to be a lot shorter. So there's so a balance. Get the MERV 13 filter, that's the one that filters out COVID-19. And look how tight the weaving is. Then go look at the bandana you tied around <laughs> your face for six years and tell me that that filtered out anything. <laughs> So true. And 13 is like the very bottom, like 13 to 16 is like the, the category of filters that start to filter out viruses. So, so maybe not I don't even, even 13. COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say a good one for home is like an 11, like Merv 11 that blocks a lot of all of your allergens. It blocks your mold spores. It's, it's a good overall filter. That's also not going to like choke up your HVAC. Okay. All so, right. Let's move on. Okay. Done with air. On to Done the next one. <laughs> all right. So the last thing I want to chat was just materials in your home. So, and this is one where like most of us, you can't just rip things out and change it. So know that this is kind of like with clothes. I feel like it's kind of lower on the totem pole in terms of things. Like as you do projects, as you have catastrophes that require you to change things in your home, like you can do better at that point. But like you don't need to rip up perfectly good flooring to get something better. Yep. Exactly. So, prefacing. yep, absolutely. So you just have to be aware. We've kind of talked about the VOCs, the volatile organic compounds, which are basically chemicals that at our typical temperatures in our home are in the state of a vapor, which means it's easy for us to breathe in. And when we breathe it in, it gets in our lungs. It can be transferred to our blood. It's, it's just, it's just not good. Um, so a lot of companies in general, you'll see, especially as you look at paint, um, and carpets, you'll see like we advertise low VOC because they know this is bad. Um, so you just need to be aware that as you think about new materials, you need to be aware to look for zero or low VOCs because it can cause a lot of problems or let things air out. Like if you put new carpet in because it's going to be the least expensive option of a lot of different flooring types, open a window, put a fan, like even the EPA, I was looking at this because we ended up getting carpet, even the APA, which 
you know where we stand with government agencies. <laughs> uh, but even the a EPA recommends for any carpet opening, literally opening a window, having fans blowing the air outside the window for 72 hours. So if they say 72 hours, yeah. it's probably like 72 years, really. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing with this stuff is like it doesn't it doesn't ever stop. It's called off gassing when yes. you, when you first get something and like it's a lot. It doesn't ever stop off gassing. Like it may reduce, you know, in the beginning, it's getting the most, I guess, after manufacture. I don't know exactly how it works, but it's still made of whatever it's made out of. That's not ever changing. And so it never stops off gassing. And so that's why you want to just start with as low of a thing as possible so that, you know, eventually, I guess you try to get as close to zero as you can. Yeah, it, it will, as over time, it continues to off-gas and eventually it loses its the chemical compounds that are in it. So where does this come from? It comes from the manufacturing process. So if you want to go no VOCs, you're looking at things that don't go through a lot of manufacturing. So like your hardwood floors, unfinished, unfinished. hardwood floors, because a lot of hardwood floors are treated with uh, things to help it remain you know, like a moisture barrier and things like that. Those are typically some sort of polyeth polyethylene, like plastics and things that uh, coating. So and this goes back to like, okay, like if you think of an earthy person's home, it's all the raw wood and lots of plants and greenery and all this stuff. And like that would have years ago been my least favorite style. Like I really hated honestly that style. And now I'm just like, I totally get it. Like I see why they do it. And, you know, I still don't know that I like love the look of it, but I feel like I understand that now and move toward like for Avery, when we got her a big girl bed, the bed frame, I got just an untreated wood bed frame because everything I looked at was like, no, <laughs> no, it's just terrible. Yeah, absolutely. And one good place, I know we're talking about carpet, but just speaking of furniture, Ikea actually is a a really good place to buy things because not everything at Ikea, but they do have certain standards at Ikea in terms of like hmm. products and materials that they use. Kind of like how Whole Foods, you know, doesn't sell anything with artificial dyes or they have like a couple standards. Ikea has a couple standards. So, I didn't um, know that. yeah, everything at Ikea, at least again, it's like a certain level that they pass. And then they also have a lot of more unfinished things. So, you know, you can get the dresser in white or black or whatever, or some of their things that are available just unfinished. That's going to be your best bet in terms of toxins or whatever you want to call it. So I learned that when I was looking for Avery's bed frame that Ikea is actually. That's really good to know. Which it's not surprising. It's not an American company. It's like sure. a Swedish company. Yep. So, I mean, I love Made in America. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about Made in America, but have some standards, okay? Like, don't just make crap and try to sell it to us. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so carpet or flooring, furniture, paint. So I guess uh, plumbing is another one. Plumbing is another one that we recently learned. So if you have a newer house, you probably aren't going to be replumbing anytime soon, but you probably have pecs. Right? You likely like have pecs. You're not getting copper pipes in Unless home. you're building a custom home where you have the option. Like my parents are going to be building a home soon and it's a custom home and you get to choose like what you want in it. But like- if Are you, they really going to choose copper though? Yes. Okay. Because it lasts the longest and like- That's true. If, if you put- it's so expensive. Yeah. But if you put, like if you're just starting, like if you're building a new house and you put copper in and you put the water filter treatment before the new copper- Yeah. Then it's going to stay good. <laughs> then it'll stay nice and good for 
literally probably forever because <laughs> copper lasts a really, really, really long time. Yeah. Um, but if you have an older house like us. Or if you have like new, typically like new house, like new homes and like new neighborhoods where it's like boom, 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 houses, house, 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 like it's not a custom home. Well, then it depends. But I was saying if you have an older home like oh, us, yeah. you have copper pipes if it's never been replumbed. And so what happened to us is we had like a leak when copper pipes just get so old, they can start to leak apparently. And once once it starts to go, it's kind of like a ticking time bomb of like when the next pinhole yeah. or whatever they call it is going to happen. So you pretty much want to replumb right, right away so you don't have to deal with additional damage. So that's what we did. So we had a be done with our copper pipes and then we had to decide what we wanted our new pipes to be yes so pretty much right now in the market you get copper which you don't typically replumb pipe copper because it's just ridiculously expensive also where we live in florida um we don't have like basements or it's it's more I was like how would you even replumb the copper yeah, it, you have to tear the house down <laughs> yeah i was gonna say most of our homes in florida not all um are concrete foundation slabs so you can't really run the copper you'd have all of our replums most of the replums are through the attic. So running copper through your attic is really expensive and costly and a pain in the butt. So typically when you replumb, you've got the option of either PEX um, or CPVC. So both of these are plastic polymer-based um, pipes uh, that have different pros and cons. PEX is one that's being, CPVC has been around for a really, really long time, like 60 or 70 years. PEX is a little bit newer on the market. Um, and I would say is the, choice for most folks. It's a lot cheaper. It's a little bit easier to handle and repipe. Um, so most places are probably using packs. Now, both of these have pros and cons that are going to, you can spin on decision. these for hours, for days, hours, weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there's no perfect plumbing option. Um, we ended up going with CPVC. The big downside that people stay with CPVC is especially in the heat of Florida over like 10, 20 years, the pipes get really brittle, which means that if you knock them or someone runs into it, like the chances of it cracking and breaking are like immediate. And so if high. you're going to be doing like construction and stuff in the attic, you want to be turning your water off. Yes. Or case. even if you have a bad valve on a toilet or something and you try to replace that valve, even the shaking of it can like cause the, the pipe to crack up the wall. So you have to be so very careful. So we're going to be moving before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But there are correct ways to care for old CPVC pipes. There's like methods and tools that you should use that not everybody knows about. So I feel like you can somewhat avoid the issues that CPVC has. The last thing with CPVC is it's made with chlorine as part of the structure of the plastic that's in it. So what that means is that the, the chlorine that's in your water that's going through your home doesn't erode the plastic because it's already made of chlorine so it like it doesn't bind to the chlorine that's in your water so it also cpvc pipes are typically pretty clean like they don't have a lot of biofilms of algae and stuff that can attach to the inside of the pipe so you typically have cleaner water granted all the stuff in your tap mm -hmm. water but your pipes aren't causing you to have worse water that is the opposite for PEX. So PEX is a plastic that's a lot more absorbable. They have to add absorbent. Absorbent. They have to add a ton of chemicals to try to combat that whole chlorine issue. And it's a it has a limited amount. So they add an antioxidant that fights against the chlorine. And as chlorine passes through it, it grabs the antioxidant. Mm, so eventually it's... So eventually there's no antioxidant left. So the chlorine is gonna eat the the, the PEX and cause it to deteriorate and have pin kind of similar to to copper. 
pecs. And again, this is over years. Like, this is over years, not like, yeah. You know, two-year-old. Yeah, this is like whatever. 15, 20 years or so. Um, pecs is also loved by rodents. So if you ever get a mouse or rat or something, like they'll eat away at it and that'll cause you problems. It yeah. also builds up the biofilms and stuff. So people have cut pecs after a long time and you look in the pipe and there's like actually like biofilms from algae and bacteria and chlorophyll. Is it chlorophyll is like a very common... Yeah. So for us, when I made the decision for us, I wanted, I went with CPVC because we were trying to avoid all this other issues. So that's what I went with. Spent hours on research. You can go back and forth. Both are not And I perfect. forced him to make the final decision. I was pushing for CPVC, but I was like, then he would tell me all the bad things about it and the better things about PEX. And I say, well, then go with PEX. And then he would tell me all the bad things about PEX and the better things of CPVC. And I'm like, Okay, then you just decide. Don't ask me because I don't know. <laughs> Long story short. I knew ow. way more about pipes now than I ever wanted to. But I did know from the get-go, like, I've seen pecs before because you had used that in some, like, plumbing projects when we redid our shower, like, different things. And so I just, I know what it's like. Like, it seems to me, like a thin plastic pipe and then knowing everything we know about plastic and you're putting in a hot Florida attic and having your water run through it. Like that just didn't make sense to me. PVC, I think of as a really thick, really hard plastic. So that just made me feel a little bit better. That's just straight intuition, no research or anything like that. And then you did all the research to know all that. And there were some, it seems like they got resolved right but there were like some oh yeah there's tons of like class action lawsuits for against pecs and some are related to health issues and so that scared me too yeah just there's a lot of pros and cons but we lean towards cpvc and we're still gonna filter our water so yeah so just be aware i think the biggest takeaway from that is one understand what pipes that you have understand how old they are it, no matter how what type you have if you're at that like 15 20 year mark you need to start paying attention to what to what pipes you have. Um, if you don't have a lot of chlorine in your water and you have copper pipes, you'll probably be okay for a while. Um, but anything else, you just need to be aware. And um, just no matter what type of pipes you have, just filter your water. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And just be aware. Yeah. So hopefully that makes us better homeowners. Hopefully that was helpful to learn about your water, your air quality, your HVAC, the plumbing that you have, and ultimately the favorite thing I think was talking about coffee today. So. <laughs> Hopefully that was a good one for you. And thank you guys so much for, for for listening in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. Please, please leave us some reviews. We, we love all the feedback from you guys. So please leave that and help us grow this uh, podcast. Yes, we would love to have some reviews from you guys or just comments in general. And the other thing too is that if you have any topic that you want us to talk about, hit us up with that too. Because every week we're kind of like, what should we talk about? And go through our little list and pick something out, but we'd love to have any suggestions from you guys as well. Thanks guys. See you next time. Bye.